0: Ask, ask, ask Pat. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1008 of Ask Pat 2.0. Today, we're talking with Nicole Young, a photographer who's needing a little bit of help because she's worried that a lot of other people who are entering the space that she's in are maybe getting a little bit ahead of her. Uh, and, and have a little bit of an advantage because of, of age and because they're just you know quicker to find new uh, trends versus what Nicole's been doing. And Nicole's been doing this for a while. She's an amazing photographer. And we're gonna talk through all of that, a lot of it's mindset, but a lot of tactical, strategical things too that we discuss. All right, now let's get to the coaching call today with Nicole Young. Here she is. Uh, hey, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on as Pat today. I appreciate it. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks, Pat. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, this will be this will be a lot of fun. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about what you do and what your business is.
1: Sure. Uh, I'm first and foremost, I'm a photographer, but I'm also an educator, probably more so than I am a photographer. I started photography. while I got into it in high school. Didn't think I'd ever be able to make it into a career, so I ended up joining the Navy. And while I was actually serving in Hawaii, I decided I want to kind of I wanted to ramp up my photography skills. And digital photography was just kind of becoming big at that time. This is about 2005. So I got a digital camera and kind of was doing that transition from film to digital, and I started doing some stock photography. Then that just kind of picked up for me. I ended up realizing, hey, I can actually make some money doing this. And then I was like, hey, I can do this full time. And I was – um so I was like, okay, I'll get out of the navy and I'll I'll do this full time, and then that kind of transitioned into getting a phone call from a book publisher to write a book about photography. And you know, I have cool. about seven published books through a, a company. I don't know if they're not really around anymore. It's called Peach Pit Press, and that you know, and then I started doing that, and I was like, hey, I really like this teaching thing. That slowly transitioned into uh, me doing it on my own as self-publishing and uh, creating my own ebooks. And and so that's what I do now. I have an online store, I create video training and uh, ebooks and presets and t- things like that. And I I market them and sell them to my audience.
0: That's really cool. What's the uh, URL for your website?
1: Uh, my it's so my store is com. It's N I C O L E S Y and i'm Nicole Z pretty much everywhere else online i have a blog that's also so com is basically where people can go to find me sweet yeah
0: awesome well thank you for that uh t- so tell me what's on your mind
1: oh man uh let's well yeah,
0: that's, we're a, just that's a right big in.
1: question <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so you know you you kind of did this call to uh get people to be on your show and i was like what is the thing that you know what is the one thing that i can think of that I struggle with, or that I kind of look into the future and think, well, what's what's the hardest thing for me in my business right now? I've been doing this for a while, and obviously I don't have everything figured out, but I'm, I kind of have a you know I kind of have a rhythm and I I'm I'm doing well, but I really want to grow my audience, and I think that's kind of probably most of the people listening to this right now are going, hey, that's what I want to do too. I my newsletter is my biggest, uh, my biggest type of promotion. I would call it my biggest social network. I'm also on you know Instagram, Facebook and all those things, but I put most of my energy and I prioritize to my people that are actually subscribed to my newsletter. But one of the things that I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to me is I don't want to become irrelevant in my own industry of photography. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, because photography can there's a, it attracts a wide range of people, a lot, you know, every age, age group, mm-hmm. especially now with digital. And I just want to make sure that I'm still relevant in the industry and I don't turn into what I kind of call the dinosaurs, you know, the people who are maybe kind of stubborn and they don't want to move on or, the, you know, like it was originally the people who. Didn't want to transition from film to digital because film is the best you know and mm-hmm. and then you you still have to kind of see like well what's what's in the future and i'm I'm very adaptable and I might not necessarily like something that's changed, but I always try to change with that and go with it and not be frustrated by it, but i just I'm really concerned that I'm going to you know as I get older, I turn forty in a couple of years, and as I get older, I want to make sure that. My audience doesn't just grow with me, but that I can you know an age an age category because i have i i don't know exact uh, demographics but i I feel like a lot of the people who are my i guess my followers are older than me, and I want to make sure that I'm also attracting people who are younger than me, my age you know just kind of a larger audience
0: well i mean first of all with with the film thing it's interesting because I was thinking about that the other day I actually have a friend who is well known for her work with film versus digital, and she's getting hired for a lot of weddings and such um, because it's not digital. Right. <laughs> so even though that most of the people who are, who are shooting now are on digital, I mean, there's she's still crushing it with that's awesome. uh, something that, that, that's kind of, um, you know, many people think is, is gone now. Uh, and so just, just saying that so that, like, to give you a little bit of, bit of relief based on the example you shared, with meaning you aren't going away. And and it's not like one day you're all of a sudden going to uh, have this thing happen where all of your followers leave you. And if you are utilizing your email list as a social network essentially, uh, and I would assume that means you're building a relationship with people, you're offering a lot of value, but also sharing them things, products that can be really helpful, well then you're creating the thing that you're going to have with you that will help you no matter what happens in the industry, mm-hmm. um, and that is you're creating fans. And I'd love to know from your perspective, like – um how do you respond to that are you are you creating do you feel you're creating fans like people who know you and and, and love you for you
1: oh yeah I, I I feel that that's that's how I get that vibe from my audience I get and I you know you only can you only know what you can see and what people how people respond to you um but you know I, I I'm not I don't have like a team of people so it's just me and I answer all my own emails mm-hmm. I don't get a ton of them but I get you know I get enough and it just it just makes me feel so good when I get an email from someone who's says just something like I've been following you since 2014. I, I love all of your products. I love your work. Um, you know, I had, somebody just wrote a review on one of my products, a recent preset pack that I released, and they said that I'm a born teacher. Um, and I do feel like I have, you know, people who are kind of like, I guess fake, pardon me, I guess fans would probably be the best word. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's, that's what I want. It's, I feel like when I'm using my email list versus um, just posting something on Twitter or Facebook, I feel like there's a better, like a deeper connection because people can respond immediately to me. They can reply to the email; it goes right to my mm-hmm. uh, right to my inbox, and I I do my best to answer all of them. But I also watch comments on. YouTube, even from some really old tutorials that I have, yeah. I get all of those notifications. I have it all the filters set up in Gmail. So whenever I see like a question, I, I, I answer it. I I do my very best to answer any question that's put towards me. And that's, you know, same thing with email. I answer all the questions. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I guess it's a, like a fan. That's great. <laughs> I guess it's like a fan group. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's for, for what I, teach in terms of uh, building businesses i i really try to encourage people to see how see how they might be able to build a fan base um, and those raving fans because that's the number one way to future proof your brand when you have fans they're going to follow you no matter what happens and you're always going to be safe from any sort of uh crazy events or things like that Um, as long as you're always true to yourself your fans will follow you for that Um, and hopefully that gives you a little bit of relief, meaning, you know, a lot, a lot of us think of, uh, these situations where things could go wrong. We always think of the worst case scenario and our brains do a great job of tricking us into feeling like, you know, things could go crazy off the rails and we could lose everything. Right. But Mm -hmm. even when I was like laid off in 2008, when I really thought about it years later, um, even though I was like super depressed and I thought the world was ending essentially at the time, Mm -hmm. um, I always knew that I had you know my family there was going to support me like they weren't just going to leave me on the streets right Right. so often the worst case scenario isn't always as bad as we think so if for whatever reason you find that um, there's a separation between the stuff that you're teaching versus like a lot of the new things that are coming out and you know now there's like all these crazy new cameras and digital phones and augmented reality all this other stuff um, even if you were to not get involved with that, you would still have your fans to help you and support you moving forward so right. that's that's like mindset number one hey, it's not um anything to worry like crazy about, but <laughs> it's still it's still something you should be concerned about for sure, so let's talk more about uh future proofing your brand and other great way to future-proof your brand is to really be true to yourself and understand uh, what your superpowers are. Because this allows you to, no matter what happens in the industry, you're able to incorporate what you feel like your superpower is into these new things that are coming out. So if I were to ask you, uh, Nicole, what is your mm-hmm. sort of superpower in this space? <laughs> what would you answer?
1: I would say that my, I have an uh, ability to teach something at a, something complicated, but make it easy to understand. Just I guess you know, like the basics of of mm-hmm. a good educator mm-hmm. uh, that's i I'm very conversational with my um with my writing. I've also been told from other photography educators that I have an egoless teaching style um you know, and I think we all come <laughs> in, in every industry we come across uh, people who have very big egos with mm-hmm. what they do. And, you know, they have a lot of high self-importance and they, they exu- you know, exert that online as much as possible. And, you know, not to say that I don't have any ego, because I think we all have to have some amount of ego to to do what we do. But I do feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like when I teach to people, I'm not teaching at people. I, I'm like teaching to a friend. And, you know, I'm hopeful that that's how people receive me whenever they listen to me or read my books.
0: That's great. I mean, that's something that's so important and that will help you stand out no matter what. That's what's helping you likely build a lot of fans. Um, And even though there are people who are younger who are coming on board with photography, I mean, they're going to still want people who are honest and and authentic uh, and and like a friend. And um, in most cases, age doesn't really matter in that regard. Right. Um, another way to future proof your brand is to pay attention to a lot of the new trends that are happening. And I feel like this is a little bit about what you're most worried about is how do I, how do I keep up to date uh, with all those, all those things? What's the, what's the real challenge for you there? You think? Uh,
1: I don't, it's, it's tough to really pinpoint what my challenge is. Um, it, it's tough to keep up with things. You know, I I don't have, we don't have kids. Um, my husband, and I don't have kids and we have nieces and nephews, but they're really young. So I'm not really plugged into like the 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 trendy teenager vibe, you know, which is kind of all those people are gonna eventually become consumers and you know hopefully find their way to me if they're interested in photography um, that's I think one thing, but more so, I can see like when I just think of like the generic photography educator that that's the kind of you know it's like this somebody who's who's out of touch or they're just creating the same photographs over and over, and their style is maybe a little dated. Yeah, that's that's I think what I'm I'm most worried about becoming because you know you can't always see that yourself. I need somebody else to be like, hey, you know, this is, you know, <laughs> you've been doing the same thing over and over, and maybe you should make a change, you know. And it's just constantly making those evolutions to just become, you know, your to stay yourself, to be true to yourself, but also to be appealing to everyone and that's a really big thing that's a really difficult thing to do I don't think I need to be appealing to everyone but I don't want to be like only appealing to people in their 60s and 70s you know sure. uh, so
0: well I mean you touched on it a little bit you don't have to be appealing to everyone because when you are you actually are appealing to nobody
1: yeah <laughs> you know true.
0: so that, that's the first thing but the, the second thing I want to sh- uh, share is you know Gary Vaynerchuk uh, who you may know um, mm-hmm. He has this percentage breakdown of how much he, quote, hustles on on his stuff, the stuff that he's working on, the stuff that he's invested in, his brand versus time that he spends on new things that are coming out. And for Gary, it's a little bit easier because it's like, OK, well, there's this new startup and, OK, now I'm going to spend some time exploring that. And he, he allows and gives himself 10 percent of his time uh, and, and effort to try and experiment and, and research new things because he wants to be on the front end of a lot of like the new trends that are happening. And um, this allows him to, you know, be open with the fact that, hey, there's 10% of my time for these things and for learning new uh, opportunities and for getting some time to explore these new platforms. If they work out great, I'm going to put more time into it. If not, that's okay. This is, you know, not all of them are going to be wins. So he, he allows himself actual time and a percentage of, of his effort to, Spend time focusing on on some of the new things and just to just to and especially it's 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 going to be a lot faster in his world and social media right because social media and startups like that stuff's changing every day. Mm-hmm. Photography obviously is not changing every day, but there are obviously trends and things like that. Um, could you perhaps uh, incorporate a way for even just a little bit of time every month to you know perhaps. Uh, find some people who are talking about some of the latest things or reading articles uh from news sites related to photography just to kind of keep a beat uh and a pulse on what's going on
1: yeah absolutely that that's definitely something i can do and that's a good idea yeah it's
0: like I mean, a, just it's allowing a yourself idea. a little <laughs> bit of time just 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 so you don't feel like you're so left out of everything i think that right. that would be big even even though likely here's what i'm gonna guess what happens uh nicole you're going to um, give yourself time to do that. And you're going to read these things and you're going to be like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, but that's not anything I need to focus on right now, but I Mm -hmm. feel comfortable now knowing that that's there and I'm kind of up to date on things, but I'm still going to, you know, focus and and triple down on the things that are working for me now.
1: Right.
0: And sometimes people just, they they just want to like, really what the, the, the issue is they, they just don't want to feel left out. Right. There's that, that FOMO. FOMO. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so you just at least knowing and and getting this information coming in, uh, whether you use it or not is still going to help you.
1: Right. And that's something I definitely need to work better at because like I'm I'm pretty active on social and, you know, I do my best to kind of keep up. But I also try to have a really good like not staring at my iPad slash computer moments all, you know, it's because it's easy just to sit there and stare at the computer and look at the news and, and read all these things. And I I try to disconnect from that and maybe just play like a stupid game on my iPad.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I I spoke with somebody else the other day who um, would go into social media and spend a couple hours there when really they just wanted to uh, spend an hour there. Um, And interestingly enough, I haven't mentioned this to anybody yet, but that was actually your husband. Oh yeah. Um,
1: That's (laughs) (laughs) it. Yeah. And, and it's funny because he and I are, are, kind of opposites in that in that regard like obviously it's social media is one of those things especially when you're in the business of doing anything online where you're trying to make money you you have to be there and it's a struggle for me because i want to be there but i don't want to spend too much time there you know i want to spend enough time there and then be able to step away from it because it is a rabbit hole and you could just go down and down and down
0: it is is designed to keep you there
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: there are machines learning about you more than you know about yourself to keep you on those platforms because yeah. that's how they make their money, right? Yeah. And, and so the way to counter that, and this is the same exact advice I gave your husband on on a previous episode of Ask Pat, um, schedule it in. Like mm-hmm. literally, allow yourself to have time to go down that rabbit hole for X amount of minutes, for thirty minutes or fifteen minutes uh, every other day or wh- whatever it is, and then once that time's over you're done. You've gotten your fix. You're out and you can focus on other things and not have to worry about it. And uh, actually your husband is really um, surprised to see me mention that and to, to, to share that I actually schedule my social media time in as well. And what this relates to what we were just talking about, actually, it reminds me of uh, a good friend of mine and, and a mentor, uh, Ramit Sethi from IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. I remember he was talking about his schedule and um, – He works quite hard. However, he reserves Fridays. I don't know if it's still the case, but he said he reserves Fridays to do no work, but think of bigger things. Mm -hmm. So that's his think bigger day. Like he has Mm -hmm. literally a day for himself outside of the normal grind that he has to think bigger. And I was just like, that is awesome because it's hard to give ourselves time to do that. And he's he's, he's giving him permission to think on that particular day about those things. So what you could do uh, is perhaps have even just one day a month even that you have reserved and set up just for exploration in trends and what's going on in your industry, just so you can keep a beat on it. And that allows you to not worry every day about social media and and trying to determine what the latest things are every single day, which could obviously easily leave you in some sort of rabbit hole, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself a day to go down a rabbit hole, but then Mm -hmm. don't go down a rabbit hole those other days.
1: Yeah and the difficult part is kind of what you said it, it ties in with like social media knowing more about us facebook for example they have their algorithms and i sometimes feel and i'm really happy that they came out with this new snooze button <laughs> mm-hmm. because i feel like i'm just seeing the same things over and over. Like if you hover over somebody's post for too long, then all of a sudden, oh, you want to see that over and over. So then that kind of takes away that the discovery factor or, you know, the the potential for exploration within social media, because you're limited to the people you're following. I'm just specifically about Facebook. Um, Yeah.
0: So I that's, mean, get on email lists. I mean, that's another yeah. another thing you could do, and have them be automatically put into a folder that you only look up, uh, you only open up on that day, for example. Oh,
1: that's a good idea too. Uh,
0: um, you know, did, th- there's ways to counter all that stuff, and and related to your uh, comment about social media and Facebook and having them share only what they want to share with us, and you know, making it much harder to reach people. I think that's why it's so smart that you are focusing heavily on your emails because those that's something you can control. It's not really a machine. I mean, yes, technically there are servers and blah, 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 other things that can happen because uh, it's all tech. But it's not a platform that's throttling based on user user behavior. I mean, you've gotten a person's email. You're sending them emails. You're building a relationship. And that's why um, I was just very thankful and happy to hear you focus on email uh, more than more than these other things. Oh, yeah.
1: you know, like Instagram with photographers is a really big platform. Um, I don't have as big of a following on Instagram as I do on some of the others. Mm-hmm. But – I still use it, yet yeah, I see a lot of photographers and they put so much of their energy into Instagram and it can be very lucrative uh, with in regards to getting sponsorships and things like that. But there's always that little person in the back of my head going, what happens when Instagram isn't around anymore? Because it's not always going to be around and we want it to be, you know, it's like one of those things we want it to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say right now, oh, it's going to be around for so long. But like Google Plus was really big for a couple of years. I have over 2 million followers on Google Plus, but that – complete platform is like dead, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's just changed so much and it just kind of fizzled, uh, you know, so it's, so that's why I I put so much energy into my email list. Um, you know, like you said, there's still, things could still go wrong. I had, I don't know if I, I, I might, you know, just share this out here real quickly. Um, I had a, I guess you'd call it a scare because I'm really good with my list. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I definitely don't spam. I think, you know, that's a really big thing to not do you don't want to spam your list right i i try to I try to give as much as I ask, you know, not as much, but I try to give and also ask but not like ask too much right. and um I recently had uh, uh like an email from Mailchimp and they were like, you're you, when, the, when like your automation when you do like a welcome automation, mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of um spam reports for it, and it was almost it was like flagging it. And, you know, just like, to, hey, you need to look out for this. And I was like, what's going on? You know, so I'm kind of freaking out. And it turns out there was like a, 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 a Russian bot thing that had latched onto some of the MailChimp forums and was signing up people. So I had like a couple hundred of these spam Russian um, emails in just That's a crazy. couple of weeks. It was like within like a week. And so I, I went, you know, I, I did, the, I was sleuthing and I figured out what was going on. So I unsubscribed all these, you know, ones that I could tell were the, the spammers. But, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, the la-, you know, I I before I did that, I immediately exported my list just to yes. make sure, you know, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this cannot, you know, I have like 70,000 people on my list. And that's like that's my source of income right there. So I was like a little worried and I contacted them and they were like they found the problem, too. So I wasn't I'm not worried anymore. But little things like that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, this would be like if all of a sudden I was using Instagram and that was my only thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we we're not, you know, we're going to shut down the system or whatever, yeah. and all the people who were really latched onto that and like needing that as a, a way to get out there, they wouldn't have anything. Well, I they mean, wouldn't it have happened
0: anything. with Vine. Vine was yeah. a, a popular video platform that was playing these six-second loops, and people were being becoming famous on Vine, and then all of a sudden, Vine just went away, yeah. and those people were no longer. And it was only the people who uh, either migrated to or were also simultaneously on places like youtube and instagram who were able to keep things up but man some people lost millions of followers and are unable to reach them anymore so th- again that's why i'm I'm huge on email and I'm, i was thankful um, that you were talking about that but anyway uh i wanted to, to to finish off by just asking like was there anything else on your mind and and b actually let me let me just start with that one like how how are you feeling right now with all this
1: i think this is great uh it's 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 just good to hear things like that, like scheduling your time to just look at trends because we're always so busy. You know, we have, have all these things we have to do. Like in my head right now, I'm like, oh, I have a, a course I'm working on. I got to finish it, you know, try and finish it. All these things are going on in my brain right now. And it's tough to just sit back and for a full day, you know, I could take the evenings off, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm pretty good about that. But mm-hmm. taking a full day or, you know, just like half a day out of the month, that's tough to do. But I'll, I have a whiteboard that I schedule. you know, I write, my to-do list on. <laughs> so I'm going to be writing that in there.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do the same thing. I have uh, a couple days every month where I explore new software, new plugins, things like this. And they're coming in all the time, right? Like I see them being talked about on social media. I mean, this is likely very similar in the photography space. But what I do is I put them away for that day or for those days where I do explore. And I use you know Evernote to kind of keep track of things that come across my way that I don't need to look at right now. But just the fact that I'm like, you know, saving them for later, makes me feel so great that, and it makes me feel like I, I'm not necessarily missing out. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in control. Right. Um, and the most interesting thing, uh, the most interesting thing about that is I hardly actually ever go back to, to, to like articles and things that I, that, that I come across. I save those as well. This is what's called uh, just in time learning, like, don't learn about things that you don't need to learn about now. Only let yourself learn about things that are, you know, really relevant to what you're doing. Um, and by saving those things that come across your way that don't matter to you right now, it makes you feel great knowing that, you know, they're there for when, when you need them. Um, for the articles specifically that I save, I hardly ever go back and read them. It was mm-hmm. just the fact that I saved them that made me move forward. Right. It's just so weird how that works sometimes. <laughs> but cool. So what was the most useful thing about this call for you?
1: Oh, man, <laughs> I think it was probably the scheduling thing. That cool. was probably the biggest um, like and it's just such a simple concept, you know, but just ha- it, it takes having a conversation to, you know, with somebody who knows what they're talking about to to actually
0: go ahead and do it. You know, it's so funny. You're, you're not you're, you're very calm. Uh, you, you said something that many other people who have called in have said, too, which is like, you know, it's just simple. It's so simple that I just needed <laughs> to hear it from from somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to have other people. In your life who kind of understand this language not necessarily like or even way ahead of you but people like in a similar arena who speak the same language who are perhaps in something like a mastermind group and um, you know it's cool that you have uh, your husband as well to kind of bounce ideas off of if you wanted to uh, at the same time so um yeah okay great so let's keep it simple let's schedule it and um i'd love to follow up with you nicole and make sure you're cool and good and uh, and uh, moving forward, but you know, tying back to what I said earlier to finish off, like you're building these fans, you're building your email list. I mean, that's 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 gonna that's going to keep you future proof for sure, right? Cool. Well, thank you, Nicole. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, your URL one more time, just for people,
1: it's com. N I C O L E S Y.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Pat.
0: All right, Nicole. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and open up be transparent, and um, hopefully take action on the things we discussed. Um, and like I said, you are set up for success here. You just have to stay in your lane and um, not worry about all those other things that are happening, but you know what you're good at. Utilize your superpowers. Use those superpowers for good, obviously, and um, you know, just keep going. So thank you, Nicole. We appreciate you coming on, and thank you to everybody else who's listening as well. And hey, if you'd like to get a time with me to chat and in exchange for that time, allow me to publish it here on Ask Pat, just like we did today with Nicole. If you want that coaching opportunity, just apply at askpat.com. And uh, if you get selected, you'll hear from myself and my team and we'll schedule a call and we'll we'll make it we'll make it happen. We'll rock it out. It'll be awesome. Uh, so again, askpat.com, you'll see a button to apply there. And hey, if you have a moment and you haven't done so already, just subscribe to the show because we got another one coming next, uh, next week. It's great. And it's awesome. They're all different. Because everybody has different businesses, and hopefully, this just shows you that like there's so much opportunity out there, but also that we're all not alone when it comes to like these struggles. I mean, I uh, I should call myself on Aspat because I struggle with a lot of things too. And then, but of course, I talk about those things on SmartPassiveIncome.com and on the Smart Passive Income podcast. So, anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening in today. All right, guys, take care. Please subscribe, and I'll see you the next one. Bye.